who's making it difficult. <laughs> who's making it difficult for sure? What's up, champ? Dino in the fire here spinning. Nobody is spinning trying to make it right. Hold on, let me move. A proper introduction. Proper introduction. What's up, champ? How you doing? How was training? Oh, training was good. Did a little review with the guys. Some of these guys needed a little refresh on the numbers. So I'm like, okay, let's refresh you real quick. Brought Joe up 26. Joe, nice. Oh, Joey's cut. Joey comes in at the and, uh, 11 o'clock class? Yeah, he's been coming in at the 11 a lot more. So Nice. Shout nice. out to Joey. He does, is he, uh, doesn't he teach? Oh, uh, no, not anymore. He's not teaching anymore. He's oh, gotten he's tired. Not. He's tired of teaching. Nice. Yo, he's an amazing artist. Yeah. I figure he'd probably get into something with art, but it doesn't seem like he's getting into that. And he might be uh he might be trying to get into Arthrex or something like that. I don't know. What? He might be trying to get into Arthrex or something like that. Arthrex is the company that's around here, right? Say that again, sorry. Arthrex is that company that's around here? Yeah, up on a mockley. Mm-hmm. What? what is that? Honestly, bro, like I always hear the name, but I wouldn't know what it is. I want to say like orthopedics or some shit. I have no idea. Yeah, so like, I don't know. I, I think they call us dumb at the same time. <laughs> it's medical devices, I think, or something, right? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. What is that fucking thing? But a lot of people work there. I know. Like some people at the gym work there, but I never know what it is. It's like that you ever watch those movies where everybody in the town works at the factory. <laughs> Yes, I uh, see. I, I wasn't far off. Had something to do with surgery. Uh, you know those movies. You ever watch those movies where everybody in this small town works at the factory? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Arthrex was like Naples, right? The Naples factory. It's like a. It's from what I'm seeing. It's like a technology consultants like company. It's got a bunch of like technology they work with in the medical field and stuff like that. Yeah, I, th- I know it was something medical devices or something. Mm-hmm. We ain't no doctors, we you know this. I have a friend that works there. I think she does the sales or something. I don't know. Yeah, it sells like the equipment there because they do, as well, I've seen, they sell a lot of that there. Bro, TJ Dillashaw, the comeback. <laughs> you know, I know a lot of people didn't agree that he won, but. Mm. I still give him credit on, you know, he came back for number two. You know, this dude can drop Marias, drop um, Edgar, you know, he, he's serious. Yeah, he's serious, dude. Definitely Dillashaw show he could still hang with the best of the best. Uh-huh. It's, uh, it's. I think that uh, if uh, Bisbing said this, and he's absolutely right, and I agree with it because I was watching the fucking fight, and I'm like, why the fuck does he keep spinning? Mm-hmm. He was spinning way too much. It was way too much. And he got taken down or, or controlled at the... Time he tried to spin. Mm-hmm. If he didn't spin so much, he would have decisively won, I think. Exactly. Because they cater so much takedowns. They cater that so much over damage. And and even even the the to uh, the control against the cage, mm-hmm. you know. So, but Dillashaw's a warrior. I give him respect. Uh, I think damage wise, Sanhagen should have won that fight. Oh, but yeah. 
as much as he should have won it, he deserved to lose it too. Like, bro, what are you doing? You're, you're better, you're quicker, you're this, you're that. Why do you keep putting yourself in these positions? And like, he, you don't like do the same. You, you know, like O'Malley was doing that one time too much. Like exactly. A little too much showboating. And it's just every time he would spin, TJ Dillashaw was there to fucking, you know, to, to, to bear him. Take him down. So, uh, I think Sanhagen lost that fight because of that, honestly. That, well, definitely for sure. They were definitely counting it against that. Do I feel like it was the right call to make? No. Concerning the reputation of what was going on that night, too, how the judges were going, I blame most of those judges with the way the fights were going on. Like, definitely Macy Barber lost, and so did that Paul, what's his name, Paulo uh, Rowan or something like that? What was his name? But there were, like, two other fights where very controversial, in my opinion. Very close fights, but right calls were not made, like, we call it. The Raulian Paeva and then Macy Barber, both of those two won their fights when others thought, hey, what's going on here? That's not right. Yeah, it was it was a uh, was a crazy night of uh, judging for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, there was a, a few uh, questionable fucking uh, decisions. Hey, they need more MMA, MMA like judges. From what I'm hearing, like a lot of these guys like DC was talking about, I was just watching, they're talking about how we're getting these judges that come from the realm of boxing and not people that come from the MMA perspective. We need more judges in the MMA field in the judging system. Yeah. I don't know why there isn't. But I don't get it either. Like, why? If that's the case, why are we letting them in? I guess that there is a lot of judges. But mm-hmm. I don't think you'll see the picks of judges, right? It's the commission. The commission decides all that. And then, you know, they're going to cater to their... You know how commissions are, bro. Just another governing thing. Mm-hmm. Old politics. Uh, I don't know. But as far as Sanhagen goes, I, I think, you know, he lost himself that fight by doing stupid oh, shit. Yeah. He definitely showed some ways where he definitely lost the fight for sure. Could have fought a little smarter. But respect points go more to him than I have for Dillashaw. I'll be honest, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I don't know how either one of them do against Peter Young. Yeah, Peter Young. We'll we'll definitely have to see how he does when he comes back with Sterling again. Like now we have another what five rounds? Because they only went three, right? It was like three or four. I think three, right? Because you definitely saw Sterling having the upper hand in the beginning of the fight, but then Young was coming back later in the fight, and then of course uh, that knee landed. But and let's yeah, who's in better. And Hagen does and everything like Jan Stance is a nice tie. Like okay. he's guarded. Mm-hmm. And plus, with Sterling, like, unlike Dillshaw, Dillshaw has good wrestling, but he didn't have the jujitsu game like Sterling did. So Sterling had the wrestling and he had the jujitsu to take it, take Sanhagen out. So all that stuff that Sanhagen was doing definitely still going to finish that early again if he kept doing that again. Is it crazy to say that Bio Sterling in his rematch against Jan could actually win the title the right way this time? He, he could. Just- because this gives him a proper advantage. You learning from your mistakes, from what happened. Like you showed some holes, a lot of holes in that fight. And then, of course, the illegal knee happened. You showed a lot of holes. He's got plenty of time to work on them, too. Same goes for Jan. He so- tried. He could in the first, like, he did, like, it was only like an anxious, anxiety performance. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, one, two, three, six, five, 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 just everything, everything. 
How do you feel about those two? Like, we got two title fights on that card, non-pay-per-view in Abu Dhabi. Uh-huh. That's good for us, but damn, do I feel bad for them. Yeah, it sucks. Like, we're we're getting the the advantage. Like, okay, we get to see these fights pretty much for free, because ESPN+. Plus. But there's no pay-per-view points going to these two title fights. It's crazy. And I wonder if uh, if they compensate the champ a little bit more for that, you know? Cause I, usually would, they I hope they do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So usually the champ is the only one that gets the the points. The 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 contender doesn't. Uh, I think the the both fighters do, but obviously the the champ gets more. Champ gets more pay points more than the other guy. I, I from what I understood, usually it's only the champ. But there's the fights that they're like you know the kind of fights and shit. Mm-hmm. Actually, who the fuck the fucking know? <laughs> Honestly, Dillashaw, Dillashaw, and uh, look good. Yeah, yeah, he looked good. For a dude that was out for two years, came in like a warrior. Mm-hmm. I don't think he ends up winning the title though. No, if he does, I feel like he'd have a better chance, in my opinion, from based on what we were just talking about with those two guys. He probably has a better chance with Sterling than he does with Jan. Yeah, I think so too. That's how I see it. Unless he could take down Jan, and then that would be the... And for what we've seen, it's easy to take him down until later in the fight. Uh-huh. You see. So, actually, I don't know. Yeah, you can't count Dillashaw out. That's crazy. hmm But then this weekend, bro, unless you got something you want to talk about the other fights on this card. No, not really. Because we had some good finishes. There were some good finishes on that card. But I think what we got a double stack weekend. I think we should get straight to him. All right, man. You'll see Bellator this weekend. Uriah Hall, Sean Strickland. Yeah. Now, I know a lot of people know more about Uriah Hall. And I know Sean Strickland, but not a whole lot. Do you give me a little feedback on him? I did look into him. I looked at his previous fights. Nothing really appealing to me about him. So I figured you could probably give me some more insight on Sean Strickland. He's the guy, like, hit me, I'll hit you. You know what I mean? Just that kind of fighter. He's the guy that nobody wants to train with or spar with at the gym. Mm-hmm. You know? By a hole, it was just like, nah. Because they used to train together. And he's like, man, it's just like, you don't want to, you don't want to, it's just always a fight, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's, the, he's the guy that probably, I like Strickland. I'm a fan of his. But yeah. he's the guy that probably had a, a few awkward moments in the gym with, with, with teammates, you know? Uh-huh. You know that guy. Oh, of course. There's plenty of guys like that around in the MMA scene or just fighting in general. And I watch him fight. Just like you said, he's he's definitely an entertaining fighter. Entertaining. Doesn't ha- He has the ability to KO everyone. But from what I've seen, he's a de- decision fighter. All of his fights pretty much go this, but they're all wars. Yeah. And, and from what I see, that kind of can possibly take a toll on you. Like, you have all these decisions, you're fighting all these wars, your body's getting banged up over and over and over again. And for a guy like Uriah Hall, who's a tactician and very sharp, like a sniper, you can get picked up at any moment, picked apart at any time. My only concern with this fight, for Uriah Hall's sake, we've seen him crash on the big lights every single time. Whenever it's something big's on the line, whether it's getting ready to fight for that title or it's just a big name, puts you in a good position, in the division, he crashes and tumbles. So 
that's my only worry when it comes to this fight again for Uriah Hall six. It could be pop, you could possibly call this a pick 'em fight because anybody can win this fight. But in my eyes, I would assume if you're gonna put money on this, Uriah Hall would be the winner because he's the long term veteran. They've both been in the UFC for a while, but Uriah Hall's just got the advantages in the striking if this stays on the feet. Because uh-huh. I have not seen Sean Strickland go to the ground really. He does have some submissions on his resume, but. I rarely see him on the ground. It's mainly been a lot of striking. If this stays a striker's fight, this is Uriah Hall's game. That's what I think, too. I think Uriah Hall ends up catching him. Mm-hmm. Fuck, Rickland can catch Uriah Hall, too. The way he fights, the way he comes forward. And, like, you know, but that shit doesn't last. History, mm-hmm. that fighter is exciting, this, that, but he doesn't last. He ends up, you know, because it catches up to you. It doesn't work, you know. And, and Strickland is 100% that. Like, yeah. That- Go in there and, and, and throw down. And, you know, he was saying, he said this about Uriah Hall. He's like, Uriah Hall is more scary than I am. You know what I mean? I'm the guy that, you know, fucks you up and tells you I want to fuck you up. And, I'll, you know, I'll hit you. There's that Uriah Hall is the guy that uh, that says story, but then fucking knocks you the fuck out. Exactly. He really loves it. Goes home and secretly loves it. Secretly jerks off to it. That's what he said. He's the guy that goes home and secretly jerks off to it. Oh, I'm like. But uh, I got Uriah Hall. I think he ends up catching him with something. My only pet peeve when it came to, like, the build-up to this fight, did you see that little ad that they made? It was like a trailer for the fight. They used the um, the Uriah Hall-Wyman fight and how Wyman's leg snapped. And, like, oh. that, it was unfortunate how that happened, stuff like that. But that's, like, a legit technique. And, like, I thought they were really trying to build up this fight because how he broke Wyman's leg. Like, bro, bro. That's not how you advertise fight. You have all these other highlight reels. We don't need to capitalize your fight off of breaking Wyman's leg with a knee check. Yeah. No. It's not something planned either. Like, you can't just plan, like, hey, I checked him and I broke his leg. My knee's just that hard. I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't get any points from me on that one. I like your own, but that was not the right advertisement for this fight, in my opinion. Checking everything for this, not a highlight win. <laughs> exactly, it's not a highlight. Chris Wyman is a big name. Don't get me wrong, he's a big name, but that's not how you want to market yourself. Oh, I'm the best leg checker in the UFC. No. Well, <laughs> press conference, he's like, he was getting mad at that spinning, his, his uh, you know, the spinning knockout that he had, the, the one that's always, he was like getting mad. He's like, I'm over it. When is that going to stop? I, I have so many other ones. I'm like, he's like a crab baby. I'm like, bro, that's a sick thing. Why would you be yeah. over it? That, I'm like, I've seen Edson Barboza take out, Ter- oh, what's his name, Adam? Terry Adam? Adam? Yeah, Adam, yeah. It's been okay. We, we love that shit. Like, was, we want to see more stuff like that. You'd rather, you'd rather see the shin check over this kick? Come on, bro. Come on, man. What fighter? What fighter would complain and get mad at the UFC for continuously advertising and marketing that kick and using that kick? Yeah, it's over. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? What an idiot. I didn't like that. I like I like your eye hole a lot, but that was like retarded. It's stupid. Sorry, mm-hmm. kiss. <laughs> <laughs> let you slide. It's okay. We'll let you slide. <laughs> oh man. So we both got uh your eye hole. Mm-hmm. Uh Ho Kang against Ronnie Yaya. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be. This could go one of two ways: two jujitsu fighters fighting a grappler's fight, possibly fighting for a submission, 
or two grapplers turn it into a striking fight. That's honestly how I see this fight going because none of these guys really waste a whole lot of time on the feet. They immediately, every opponent that I've seen them fight, they've been trying to take them to the ground and just grind them out up against the fence and try to submit them any way they can. So you could possibly say it's probably going to be a lackluster fight, but you never know. That's how I see it. And I like Ronnie Yaya. Like, I've met him in person, too. I've learned some things from him in the jiu-jitsu game. So he's he's helped out a lot. I wouldn't say it was too bad. He's pretty good at jiu-jitsu. As far as Kong's jiu-jitsu goes, I never really see him active enough from what I, I've seen. I haven't seen him fight a whole lot. So I can't really go by that. I'm just going by what I've seen in his highlights, his resume. And both of them are pretty similar from what I see. So this is a pick for me, in my opinion. I don't have a pick on this fight. Me either. I was yeah. I was I was hoping you would have one, but I don't either. I, I you know I feel like Yaya will end up taking this. Uh, Personal note, like I would probably pick Ronnie Yaya, but as far as giving anybody a possible bet to make on this fight, I cannot tell you because they're too similar. I'll be honest with you. Most of this card is a pick 'em for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but I swear to God, you mm-hmm. know when I look at Shane Vice against Gloria De Paula. I've got Cheyenne Baez on that one. Yeah. I've got her because I remember watching her since she's been in the Dana White's Contender Series and looking back at some of her fights in her early days. Like, she's a technical brawler. She kind of fights like a dude, in my opinion. Like, she fights technical and, like, has a little bit of a brawling type to it. Like, she's, she's always looking for finish. She does have a lot of decisions, but she she shows, like, yo, I'm trying to finish you the entire time, whether it's on the feet or on the ground. She's trying to mix it up everywhere she goes. This Gloria DePaula, like, she's a good striker, but to me, she seems a lot slower than Cheyenne Baez. They both won Dana White's contention series, but I say the edge goes to Cheyenne Baez on this one. You're probably right, but I'm going to go strictly off the of looks and go with Gloria. <laughs> Those looks can be fooled. Careful. You could bet on that. Nicholas Stolze against Jared Gooden I got Nicholas on this one I think so too because they're both good strikers but who has the striking edge I would say Nicholas and he knows how to mix it up better from what I saw with Jared Gooden I remember I I forgot where I saw him he fought one of Khabib's uh, teammates too in his last fight and he was so they were trying to promote him as like the better striker the whole time. The whole time you hear DC in the commentary, like, yo, everybody's talking about his strike, but don't forget, this guy's got a good striking too. And we saw it. So the guy's striking was pretty much underrated in my eyes when they were so hyping up this guy's striking compared to what I see with Nicholas Stoltz and his highlights and all of the fights I've seen him in. Nicholas Stoltz got this. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, good and that, fight that, you're, that fight that you're talking about, good and. He, he all he did was you know he had a good stance and he got back and forth and he was and always hands down the whole time. But he never he never threw anything. He mm-hmm. never did. He just like you know he moved around good. That was it. And you could tell he could have a good stand up game, but I never got to see it. He never did anything. Yeah, he's so. got good KO power. I've seen in his early days like in LFA and stuff like that. He's got KO power. He's dropped people, but it's it looks like he's just looking for one hit. That's all it looks. KO power, and it's like from the fucking hip type shit. Mm-hmm. I got Nicholas. It's gonna be Nick too much. Did that say his last name right? I think so. Yeah. I think he's just gonna be too aggressive. Mm-hmm. Ryan Benoit against Zarkor Ideshev? I don't know. 
This guy is uh, interesting. I know Ryan Benoit. He's fought a lot of the big names in his division. Like he's fought Tim Elliott. He's fought Brandon Moreno. He's fought Sergio Pettis. But most of those, like he's only had one win out of those three names I mentioned. That's against Sergio Pettis. He knocked him out, which I was surprised. But uh, Tim Elliott and Brandon Moreno, he's lost to both of those guys. So big names, but not the best tracker against those guys. He's very one-dimensional. A Muay Thai guy, like good Muay Thai, but he's not ready for like any grappling change from what I've seen. This Zaraku Adashev, he's fought in Bellator and UFC. He's had more success in uh, Bellator. He's had some finishes in there. He's fought he fought glory kickboxing too, from what I've seen. He's a glory fighter too. So definitely, I don't see this fight going to the ground at all. It's going to be a a striker's match for this one for sure. Unless somehow Benoit figured out, hey, I need to start mixing in some of my grappling in this fight. But we'll see. As far as this fight goes, I'm going to say pick him. Yeah, pick him for me too. Uh, yeah, pick him. Mm-hmm. Next, I got Brian Barbarino. Barbarino, mm-hmm. Jason Witt. Brian Barbarino. Yeah. Brian Barbarino. You got him? Yeah, I'm going with him because one, I know more about him. I've seen Jason Witt, and the funny story about Jason Witt, like, I remember, like, maybe a year and a half ago, I got a friend request on Facebook, and it was from this guy, and it was after one of his fights. I can't remember why I thought, like, man, how do you even know me, and why are you uh, sending me a friend request? Like, I don't really know you. So I accept it anyway, because, like, screw it, he's in the UFC, accept him. So other than that, like, look at his track record, it doesn't, it's not the best in UFC right now. And I don't know too much about him in his fighting style, so I wouldn't be able to tell you too much. But Brian Barrow, we've seen him fight pretty much everybody. Jake Ellenberger, Randy Brown, Luke K, Leon Edwards, even Kobe, Sage Northcutt. He's fought names. He's been battle-tested. And he's been pretty much a lot of those fights, losses. Like, he lost to Brown, Luke K, Edwards, and Covington, which all those names, the majority of them, I'm not surprised. But he's won against Jake Ellenberger and Northcutt. And he's fought and tough. He's gave Luke K trouble too, if I remember right. He's he was giving he's, it back to him. So worker. that gives me the edge on Barbarina. And he's a worker too. And I think he gets a decision. He's a grind and just you know. And I think it would that I think it would be a t- uh, typical uh, Barbarina fight mm-hmm. where he that works the guy. Yeah. He's got this one. You know those those names you mentioned. Obviously that was different. That's Covington and still the bigger name. But yeah, exactly. Be the uh, aggression and have the advantage. Mm-hmm. Brian Barbarina. Brina, I forgot what his nickname is. I think he had a cool nickname. Yeah, I think I think so too. I can't remember exactly what it was to be honest. I didn't really look into these um, prelims, but I was just seeing something today about this um, uh, Nico Montano, the former champ at Bantamweight. She missed weight by seven pounds. She seven. She missed weight for Bantamweight. Wow. Yeah, and she didn't look good either. When I looked at her, like when she stand up, she stood up on the case. She didn't look right. Did the fight so, still happening? Uh, from what I've seen, I haven't seen anything about bouts being canceled. That's still making the fight happen. From what I've seen, but well, wow. we'll if something changes anytime soon. Honestly, this this uh, prelims, I didn't really look into them either. There's a lot of new names and everything. It's just going to be a learn about them kind of thing. Exactly, a little learn. Like, there are some familiar names, like, uh, what's his name? Chris Gritzmacher. I remember him from the um, Ultimate Fighter. But then again, it's like, there's not a whole lot of big names. Danny Chavez. Danny Chavez from MMA Masters, though. Yeah. yeah. He's a, 
the Colombian assassin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Danny Chavez is on here. I'll be keeping an eye out for him. I'll watch Gritzmacher. Let's see how Montano performs with a seven-pound missed weight, and she didn't look healthy, in my opinion, staying up on that scale. Kind of concerned on that one. Uh, Ronnie Lawrence, he's pretty good and exciting. He's fighting. Mm-hmm. He's fighting against Trevor Jones, the bantamweight. He's a Roger. I think he's Roger Crawl's guy, isn't he? Oh yeah, I had no idea. I thought he was. I thought Ronnie Lawrence was Roger Crawl's guy. I don't know too much, to be honest. Ronnie Lawrence, United States the UFC. Tell me about his team. UFC. He is trained at, yeah, actually, now I see his face. Yeah, he's from American Top Team. Yeah, yeah, he's Roger Crawl's guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's pretty interesting. I'll be rooting for him then. Yeah, me too. Tyler make all the way to Bellator, bro. Oh, yeah. I'm very, very interesting <laughs> press conference the other day. Very, huh? very interesting press conference the other day. What would you think about that? I I, I, uh, I I thought it was way better than what UFC was doing. <laughs> but how, what do you think of uh, Pitbull's reaction to all that? To me, it doesn't seem like Pitbull's doing much of that talking, in my opinion. I don't really feel like that's him because never really usually see him get that emotion. Even some the other guys talking shit, you never see him like that. No, yeah. something's going on. Maybe somebody's in his ear or, or... Well, you know who's in his ear. Like, did you see who's sitting next to him? That whole time, his little translator, that that Captain America fellow, that's always with uh, Henry Cejudo, Paulo Costa, and guys like them. That that's little like, dude was right there. But that's that's who's in his ear, then. Mm-hmm, yeah, I feel like that dude's just cursed, bro. He's a curse for some of these guys, like especially in the UFC. He's just people loud and like get mad and like I don't know, be more sellable. Exactly, and for right now it looks like, in my eyes. AJ McGee's in Pitbull's head, especially with the, the things that are going on between them. They're both talking about each other's family. They're both getting in on that. And what really set Pitbull off was when he said he said something about, because his dad's a fighter too. It's, it's one of the rare things where you got the son and dad fighting on the same car and they're both there. And I guess the dad said something like describing Pitbull. And then he reacted to that and talking about, I'm, I'm going to get you after I beat up your son. He's like, okay, like you beat me up in front of my dad, and I'm going to beat you up in front of your wife and kids. How do you feel about that? Hey, that's a proper response. In my opinion, it's a family affair. You go back and forth on it. People can't really get up too upset about it. And that's exactly what happened. He got mad, like, don't you talk about my son my kids. And he got, got up and started get, trying to get in his face for the looks. Like, hey, you're showing some weakness, in my opinion. I know. What you getting like – Overreaction, you know what I mean? You said one thing, he said something back. It's just a back and forth. There was an overreaction for sure. A little overreaction for sure. McGee picks up the bell. He's like, yo, this right here? Mine on Saturday. He like, gets all mad. <laughs> but yeah. It's not like he said, I'm going to kill your wife and kids. Like, exactly. Connor <laughs> told Dustin, I'm going to mm-hmm. kill your wife. I'm gonna exactly. Kill your- it's different than the things that Connor's like, bro, speaking of Connor. I'm sorry to get away from Belto, but Connor needs to stop talking. I Just know. Right now, like, what you heard about the last thing he said, right? No, what did he say? I, I stopped paying attention, bro, because I'm like, oh my god. Last thing, people are really turning away because he pretty much involved Khabib's dead dad and talk about how COVID is good and father is evil mm-hmm. because of what Khabib said about 
the the evil quote that he said, like talking about the good versus evil thing, the good rises up, stuff like that. Yeah. And then Sonic responds to that and deleted the tweet right afterwards, like, yo, stop. Just stop. That, You're not helping the case. You're not helping. He's uh it's crazy. He's like little by little just ruining all his fucking like I'm like, yo. I will, can I get the old kind of back? Can I get the the now? I'm not even excited to see a kind of no. fight. Lost no, that. At this point, it's like you're making it not good for yourself. That nobody wants to really associate you really with anything. You're still a big name, but it's like, man, you're ruining yourself. You're doing. You're pretty much doing what Trump does. He's literally the Trump, Trump of MMA. Yeah, you know what's crazy? You know what's a good comparison? Except it's happening to Connor way earlier than it happened to Anderson. Remember when Anderson was like, everything Anderson was so fucking exciting. And then it got to a point where, you know, he started falling off, this, that. And it was just like, you didn't even, it wasn't even like, you'll watch it. But it was just like, you didn't even care to watch the Anderson fight anymore. Because it just wasn't the same. Exactly. He started doing that showboating. Yeah. But Anderson dominated for a longer time till Mm -hmm. till that. It happened to kind of quick. His downfall was happening quick. Real quick. His career was on. The rise of stardom really got him. Yeah. Unless he comes back and proves us all wrong. Because, you know, Dustin beat him. But, the, you know, the, you still there's still questions there, you know. There's still a lot of questions. A lot of questions are still in there. Yeah. It, 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 you know, kind of could get a punch, you know. Could, you know. So, I do want to see the rematch. Oh, I am. I, definitely I, not right away, though. Definitely no, not. no. But I am excited to see their rematch. And to me, that rematch will kind of put it to bed in my eyes. You know? Well, maybe. Wins. maybe. <laughs> Depends. Because it's still a matter of like, man, you got finished. You got finished. The third round, it's like, like the third fight. I don't know really what to call it because one, it's a break. But you could also say like, it's kind of like, I put it in the same situation as Jorge and Nate, where people are still like, man, Nate could have possibly came back, but a lot of people are saying, like, yo, no matter what, like, going in that fight, going fourth and fifth, Jorge still would have dominated, which I was one of those people where I definitely could see that, but it always, whenever you have something like that happen, it leaves so many open questions. It's just like a cliffhanger to a movie. There's so many questions left at the end, like, some we need to see part two, part three, part four. It just sucks, that whole situation. Uh, and he's but- not helping that case. He's not helping. No, but that rematch will happen. And now let's say Connor wins that, knocks him out. That's the only way Connor can win, in my opinion, if he knocks him out. You can always argue, too, that Dustin's like, man, I broke your leg, too. Like, it's still two to two. You can always do that. (laughs) But if Connor knocks him out, then they're two two, but Connor's got two knockouts. He's got then a fifth fight. It could go on forever. Do, do we want to see? I don't know. We'll, we'll like see. the like the uh, Fast and Furious uh, brand. <laughs> uh, how they make those memes where like you know how the Tony and Khabib fight took so long to even make they start making their faces look older and older and older as it gets going. That's what it would look like. Uh, for real, I'm telling you, like the Fast and Furious. You know, Fast and Furious is gonna have like Fast and Furious 80 one day. You know, imagine we have kind of Dustin 13. <laughs> you go see Fast and Furious turn into an animated movie at that time. Right? Oh, yeah. For <laughs> well, this last one, they went into space with a car and raced a car in space. Wow. Then, 
that a guy made it in his, in his backyard. It was insane. But if anybody could do it, it's Vin Diesel. Uh, All right, back to Bellator. So who you got, AJ or Pitbull? Uh, I would formally go with Pitbull if you're betting money, but something tells me, my gut tells me, AJ McGee is somehow going to pull off this win. But if you're going to bet any money, people, put your money on Pitbull. But my heart's telling me AJ's got this somehow from what I'm seeing with the reactions and the mentality. I'm going with that. Grappling? In a grappling? No, like the the mentality. No, no, but I'm saying, how do you think he could win it? Grappling or, or knock him out? He definitely knock him out. He has to knock him out. It has to stay on the feet. If it goes to the ground, then Pibble's got this. You if think it, so? Mixed up. AJ's wrestling is pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. But I still give Pibble the edge on that. Just because he's been more tested, I feel. I can't believe AJ McGee's 17 and 0. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. I think uh, he ends up losing, honestly. Mm -hmm. I think Pibble got it. It definitely wouldn't surprise me, but something tells me. My, my gut's tell me McGee's got this somehow. If he, if he wins, 18 and 0 becomes a champ. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. So, would, would Belter have their first undefeated champ? I would that be first? I think so. I don't know anybody else that was undefeated that was a champ. No, not that I know of. Uh, you got Emmanuel Sanchez and Matt Burnell. This is gonna be a good one, bro. Yeah, it could be. This one's gonna be a scrap for sure. Give me a scrap. I think I'm gonna take Emmanuel Sanchez though on a decision. I'm gonna be on the same as well. Decision. It's gonna be dragged out for sure. And how are you gonna go against a, a Nermago Medoff on this one? Usman Nermago Medoff versus Manny Murrow. And uh, and uh, and he's good. He's got good stand up. Usman. He's a he's a good stand up fighter. Mm-hmm. Oh, Usman. Yeah, I'm going with Usman. Uh, Brent Primus against Islam Mamedov. I'm pretty um, sure that's another one of um, Khabib's prodigies right now from AKA. So I'm gonna go with that. Brent Primus has got six stand up too, though. Mm-hmm. It'll be a good fight. I think I'm gonna go with Islam, but yo. I wouldn't be surprised if Brent, if Brent is good. Uh, Chris Gonzalez is against Diotti uh, Yamauchi. Don't know much about these guys. So pick them for me. Yeah, I'll say pick them as well. Even on the, the what do you call it, fan predictions. Like, if you see the, the fan predictions, Bob talks about no picks yet, no picks yet, no picks yet. <laughs> it says nothing. Like, no one's picking on this one. So I'm going to say pick them. Yeah. Uh, well, one guy's got six fights, the other guy's 30. Mm-hmm. Arians. Oh, yeah. But, no. You never know sometimes. And that's it, man. That's it for this card, the UFC card, and everything. Your, your boy, uh, Georgie Karakanyan is fighting on the, um, the prelims. He's fighting Kiefer Crosby. And the prelims are what, Bellator? Yeah, prelims of Bellator on the prelim card. Who, who, Georgie, who? Uh, Georgie Karakanyan. I may have said that right. Maybe. Could be butchering his name. Oh, Georgie Karakian. Mm hmm. Karakian, uh, the, the Armenian. Mm -hmm. He's a, he, uh, he brings it. Another guy with a whole lot of fights, 43 fights. Why are they not putting him on the main card? I feel like I've, every time we talk about him, they keep putting him on the prelims. Why is that? Why are they not putting him on the main card? 
Because I don't think he's as big of a name as we think he is. I think we know him because we know, you know, we're, 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 you know, obviously. Mm-hmm. But and kind of sucks to see him on the prelims so many times. Like I feel like he should probably been like, by now. And his fighting style is just, uh, you know, it's not beautiful. No. <laughs> so I don't know. I guess I got Georgie. Yeah, I'll go with Georgie on that one as well. As far as the other fights go, I don't really know too much. Uh, Joshua Jones is making his professional debut against Johnny Quiseneros, who's got 20 fights. That should be interesting. The guy yeah. with 20 fights a debut, but who knows how many amateur fights a debut had, you know? Exactly. You never know with these guys. Fights are pretty much just like the pro fights. Yeah. Um, and those shin guards are just socks. They're not even, you know, <laughs> they, they ain't much. Man. I always tell people, I'm like, yeah, just take a kick and block a kick with those things out. And then tell me if you feel like it's it's protecting anything. Exactly. But that's it, champ. Dino and the champ. Yeah. Uh, you got anything else to add? No, I'm just I'm excited for these fights. Like I'm really excited for the the title fight. The finally the Grand Prix, which should have been done a long time ago, but due to COVID, it extended everything. Finally, we get a closure on this Grand Prix. So that's gonna be good. And of course, I'm ready for these fights for UFC. But at the same time, it's like, hey, okay. yeah, I am excited. I would like if you were at hole one. I like mm-hmm. yeah, sure. I would like to see him win. He's a guy that I feel like he should have already been up there in the talks of title contention. Yeah. But he's Falling under pressure on the big name, on the big fights, he should have been fighter winner. Yeah, and I hope he gets some crazy knockouts so he could, uh, so he could leave that past behind that he's so <laughs> mad at being his identity. The one trick pony he calls it. Yeah. Dino you know, the champ, beauty's beauty's kind of kindness, beauty's kindness at his finest. Whatever, y'all. <laughs> I'll see you later. I'll see you at six. Yeah, I'll see. Well, actually, you probably won't see me at six. I'll be there at seven. Seven, I'll see you at seven, champ. See you, bro. Have a good day, bro. Later. See ya.